Good morning, everybody. It is so great to be back with you all. Season two of Friedman Adventures. We had a very successful season one, thanks to all of you, moving up on 2,000 subscribers and 200,000 views. And I want to sincerely thank each and every one of you for that. That was an awesome thing. And we are so happy to be back. And now that we're live, we'll be able to focus on a lot of current stuff and be able to impart to you some tips about where you can go fishing right now. And this week has been an incredibly busy week for Freedman Adventures. And we're going to be talking about a trip that we had on the Freedom here to San Clemente Island. We'll be talking about big tuna that are out there around Tanner Bank. I made a trip to Baja, California, caught giant big surf perch off the beach. I'll tell you where and how to do it. And I also made a ponga trip out of Ensenada looking for kelp patties, it's been an extraordinary week. Michael Morrison, the manager of 22nd Street Landing. Mike, it's always good to see you, my friend. How are you? Good. Anything good hiding in that beard this morning? No, I brushed it out. You did? Yeah, I feel good. Mike. What'd you find? Uh, sushi from last night. Nice. Yeah. I love it. Hung out with Uncle Aaron and his fiance. We had dinner at a wonderful sushi restaurant and uh, consumed lots of food and Beverages. Yeah, I can tell you're a little slow this morning. Aaron Graham, you're talking about from yeah. the Native Sun. Um, fishing's been pretty darn interesting. I'll tell you. Let me let me do a quick fish report. Go. Okay. And then I'll just jam through it. And then we'll come back and focus on some of these trips. I want to get that freedom trip. Alex, you can start rolling that freedom trip up there. We have a monitor here now in the study, and you'll be able to see it in future broadcasts, but we are just kind of you know getting started here. So let me give you a quick fishing update and that will start you all out at playa saldamando which i will go into greater detail with you later but as you're headed toward ensenada there's a turnoff and not many people know where it is or know how to get there but it's about eight miles shy of ensenada you go down there i went with martin padilla and man oh man the big bitchin surf perch were Full speed down there. Really good fishing. And it was all on Lucky Craft lures. I mean, guys were fishing bait, including me. We didn't catch anything. Now, next day, Mike Diaz. What a guy. Mike runs out of Ensenada. Scorpion sport fishing. We went out, and there's another guy who runs a ponga down there called named Arnie. Arnie sport fishing. He played deckhand. We went out, and Mike worked his tail off. Caught yellows and Dorado on kelps down there. That was a lot of fun. San Diego's a little slow right now. It has not been biting all that well. And we've got a trip coming up on the 23rd on the Malahini. So fingers crossed. And I've got some reason for optimism. I talked to Bill Wilkerson this morning. Bill said he is seeing a lot of yellowfin tuna. They don't want to bite quite yet. So hopefully that'll get going. Sean Morgan, he's been down in Cabo reporting some pretty good striped marlin fishing, but he's also been fishing just outside of Osborne Bank. He's up here right now. He said it was really good yesterday on 150 to 200 pound stripers. Good fishing on the marlin outside Osborne Bank. So a little bit of inside info for you guys that want to fish that. Rudy, his son, got in this morning. He fished out near Tanner Bank and had 10 fish. Bluefin, every single one over 200. I saw his post. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> what do you think about I mean, it's incredible, isn't it, it? It's just starting to bite. I know. Yeah, I, I, 
say if you see an opportunity to get on anyone's boat, get on a boat, especially if that's what they're going to do. And if Rudy's catching them, anyone can catch them. <laughs> well, Rudy will be here around 10 or 1030 uh, with his dad, I hope. To, now he has to back. I yeah, now you're going to have to get out of here when they show it. up. Take a bathroom break or something. Yeah. Right, and Mike, uh, if anyone is fishing them, the Amigo, the 29th with Friedman Adventures, I believe there's one or two spots open on that. Uh, you can get a hold of me at 657-227. I think that's my phone. Shoot. 227-6459. Check that for me, Mike, just in case. All right. Sean Stewart up there in the Channel Islands from the Aloha Spirit. Sean said, Phil, we have got beautiful bait, awesome bait right now. It is the best you could possibly want. Sardine, anchovy. Unfortunately, it's a little bit slow up there, but there's always plenty of rockfish in the Channel Islands. All right. Let's come back now. Oh, I didn't even mention the Freedom. Let's talk about the Freedom. First of all, the kids and I went on board the Freedom. There's a video up on Freedman Adventures right now. i got to tell you, Mike, awesome crew on there. And they've got kids on there on deck. Dylan and uh, Roddy. Those kids are polite, mm -hmm. and they know what they're doing. And as I told Dylan and both those guys, I told them, they have a very good way of bringing down the excitement because you know how guys are that don't fish that often. Sometimes they get in a tangle. They got their big yellow tail and they're like, ah, somebody help me. And they're like, Hey, we got it. Calm down. Just follow your fish. And they're very, very good at that. A lot of headshots with the gaff, really, really good crew. And Bob running the boat did a great job. You got to love that crew though. And the customer services at a really good level. They're, it's a lot of fun. Those kids out there, um, Rod, especially does, He's been with us a couple of years now. He's brought a pretty well-rounded, you know, when to make a funny joke and when to take things serious and when to, you know, keep people in their in their places to make sure we're landing all these fish because they want the fish more than you do. But uh, yeah, though that whole whole dream team there with the kids on there—they're not kids; they're just younger, not beat up yet. They haven't been on the boat that long, yet. right? But, um, but yeah, there's a lot of experience. Bob's game from running a couple boats out of San Diego started here. Now he's back on the freedom full time. And, uh, you know, Rod, Trevor, Scotty, you name it, all of those people. Um, how big are the Marlin offshore next to the Osborne? That's for you. 150 to 200 oh, pounds. Yeah. Quite a few oh. of those are like that size, Jason. And Jason's up in Alaska. He's a great guy and follows us a lot. I mean, those are big Marlin for Cabo for stripers. And uh, so, yeah, really spectacular. And if Sean does make it in here today, he'll talk more about that. Although he's probably going to be pissed at me for spilling the uh, news. Maybe he told me that on the QT. But he had one yesterday. They were fishing super light line, and he had a video that he was showing me, and they caught one of those fish that was on 16-pound mono, I believe. So it's pretty pretty impressive to catch a big marlin like that. So really nice grade fish for sure. Um, so what we did on the freedom was we jumped on and headed to San Clemente Island. We started down East a little ways and worked our way up to the West to the nine and up in that neck of the woods, there was an incredible show on big grade fork. Really nice out there. That stuff at Clemente has been, there's been no shortage of 20, 25 pound fish eating, you know, mainly bait. It's, the season's been really strange. There's no shortage of fish. It's just biting fish. I think maybe it's because the water temperatures might be a little cooler in the or being anchovy and sardine everywhere other than what we have to offer them. So I think it's a mix of having more more sustainable bait for them and 
they're full by the time we get there and you wind up catching a handful of every day. We're picking up, you know, 10 to 30 almost every day on the overnight scene, all the overnight boats, you know, the True Line, the Amigo, the Pescador, the Fortune when it was up here. Um, we had a, a fun spring. Um, current fishing right now, we're dealing with a little bit of wind. Be down for a couple of days after that, but, um, you know, we've had wind, more wind than we've had in forever, you know, five, six years. So this big yellow blob on, on all the windy apps finally made its way down here to, to mess with us. But water temperatures never got super hot. Um, seeing more normal type of fishing, but every fish that is caught and landed is, is earned. It, nothing came easy this season at all. Calico bass included, you know, you see the bass counts are down, but there's no lack of fish. It's just, they're just on the, the, the zip lip, but they, um, I see that like, this moon phase is coming again. That bit really well last month or a little longer than that. Right. Right. With the surplus of tuna that's not missing we know where it's living it's just not biting i took my family out on monday for a three-quarter day that was cool yeah was in fact godly amount of tuna yeah and where were you fishing i can't tell you all right I'm well you told me and i'll keep it quiet yeah so but, oh we were we were cruising the plan was to go to santa barbara island and we left at seven so it had taken forever to get there but we got stopped short right off like the west end of catalina and uh just a couple spots of fish, big, big schools. What the hell were you? Oh, you were running a, a little bit well, off we, the we west. We planned end. on it because every day, you, I mean, anyone knows this, any day that uh, you're going to and from Catalina Island, whether it's from here, Newport, or or even the Santa Monica Bay, you're running in schools of, of, of tuna. You're just like, oh, God. It's friggin' awesome. And a lot right? of these operators now are, are just, you know, they, they don't want to stop on them because they're really not getting them. The ones we had they were all, you know, 30 pound fish and we had seven total for, I, I claimed 40 hookups, but it was probably more than that. They didn't want the bait. We were just casting those cold snipers or any kind of metal lure, double A, something like that through the schools and three ate the lure and the rest were, you know, foul hooked in the side of the head, tail wrapped, you name it. And we just kept getting sawed off something I've never dealt with before, but talking with Mark and Paul, they're like, oh yeah, you're getting a former school of fish and officials just swim through your line and chop it off but it was 15 miles or more we thought we were chasing the same school you know we just but just didn't seem right what, it, what you mean 15 miles of fish 15 that you miles ran through? of bluefin what the hell 15 miles of bluefin and and a couple people looked at it i know larry went with uh from the office went with his buddy from redondo and and he, you know he checked on it it was right it's just going that direction to take you guys fishing on our boats it, it just hangs you out to dry. There's nothing to fall back on. Exactly. You know, it's just you're in the literally in the middle of nowhere and the next closest place is hidden reef and you can't fish it. So yeah, my son Philip said to me, Why didn't we go? And I go, Because man, if that shuts off, oh yeah, you're screwed. And, and then you got Tino on the Freedom or Bob looking going like There's nothing else. Yeah, yeah you got, you're committed and it it this type of fishing we did and probably anyone else that goes and tries to do, they didn't want the bait that particular day and a couple of days after it. And, um, you really have to be Johnny on the spot with, with, with your lure. You have to put it right in the school and wind through it. There was 13 of us on the boat, half of them being kids and four of us were the ones hooking them and handing them off. And it was, uh, it was tough. It was fun. It was incredible fishing. I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't sound as excited, but Oh my God, there was fish as far as you can see it go down and it hates the boat. And then it'd come right back up about 200 yards. But it's literally between the West End of Catalina Island and inside of Santa Barbara. 
for you guys watching. Go check it out. I, I hope you catch some of those. It's pretty gosh darn cool. What well, did the kids all get a fish? Jeremy, um, Jeremy caught a, his own fish. How big? How old is he? Jeremy's uh, seven. That's awesome. And he, yeah, he's he had blisters on his hand. He wouldn't wouldn't let it go. He was having a hard time getting his lure out there, which he's, he's a good fisherman for his age. And I just whipped it out there. And I was like, right as it the water, like, wine, dude. And he's like, like this. I'm like, yeah, you're bit. And he's like, oh, God. And his like, whole head exploded and stuff. So that, that was incredible. And I hook and handed my kid one. And he looks at me and he's like, this isn't a yellowtail dad. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I know, dude. <laughs> he's learning. Pulling too hard? Yeah. Did Benjamin um, get one? No, he, he was. A, well, both my kids were super seasick, but they both came up to watch the entertainment value of it and then lay back down and want to go home. But I was like, "We're not going home," and they they respected that. Yeah, they yeah. had to. <laughs> Did you fish heavier line when you were uh, throwing the iron? Were you, um, were you forty or sixty or what were you? I throwing? wound up fishing. I bought a brand new Trinks five hundred, um, and full of sixty five pound, and I put an eighty pound leader on it, just. Cause I knew I was going to do this one day. Right. <laughs> it just worked out. I was fishing 65 to a four foot liter of 80. You, you didn't have to worry about your jig swimming or anything like that. This is just, is just chaos. Like they, they, if they got under the boat, we looked down Martin and I from the carnage, um, Long Beach carnage. We're, we're, we're laughing cause we're just looking at fish, just thousands of fish underneath us Jeez. that weren't up and about. There's a couple up and about You're looking at them on the sonar. Or visually no, we're visually looking at, looking at these 40 at pound thousands, thousands of, of tuna under the boat. And then we're like we're laughing because we've just stopped. They probably stopped the boat a hundred times, maybe more and tried to get above them around them. Um, I just don't foresee like, you know, the native or the pursuit going to do this unless they have, you know, half the boat of the right guys that can cast a lure and know how to rotate and not get mad because they're not ready to fish. It's, it's kind of hard to go do it what we're doing i mean if we jumped on tom's boat right now us three i'm sure we'd go catch at least one or two because you know i put you up Let's in the go. bow while i'm what driving them for it, i don't want to get beat up today <laughs> oh it's windy huh? <laughs> yeah that and i got a um i got a meet, zoom meeting tomorrow so i have to have my game face on hey mike i mean you're talking about this like it's no big deal but this is truly I, something I'm, I'm, that hasn't occurred for a hundred years i'm broken like i like, talk about being like we're jaded, all of us. And yeah. You go out, you see a whale, you're like, huh, cool. Whale. Yeah, I know. And exactly. people haven't seen this stuff before. But that amount of fish in the area that it's at, maybe we just don't see it there, but no one's ever seen that much fish there. Um, that stuff, like you said, getting on Osborne, the stuff biting on Tanner right now. Um, we're in for, we're going to run out of customers before we run out of fish this well, fall. It seems it's, like we it's going to be pretty incredible. I, if, if you put your time in and listen to the captain and get all the right stuff, you will catch a tuna. You will catch a yellow, and you'll probably catch the biggest tuna you've ever caught this fall. I mean, it, it's it's going to happen. You're gonna. You might not even need to book a, a, a multi day trip. It could just be an overnight trip on the Freedom or the Amigo or the True Line or any other boat that we cram down your throat to go fishing on. Chances are you might catch the biggest fish of your life. Still, you know they weren't. They didn't show until they showed in the spring, and then they just showed back up just this week and then last week. So. And and I hope Jerome is listening. Jerome Cruz is his name. He booked. Well, I, I don't even know Jerome, but I talked to him. He booked on the two day trip on the Amigo, and he goes, "I'm so excited. I've never. I don't know if he's never caught a tuna. I don't think he has." And he goes, "I really want to catch a tuna, and it'd be great if it was a big fish." So if he's listening, you've got to have his spirit soaring this morning. And they they got all the gear um, on that Amigo. They got what three kite rods all the heavy stuff you need if you don't have it don't be 
don't be worried. There's plenty of stuff that the crew will have on the boat. So um, that I what what day is that trip? That leaves the 29th. So we we leave on Wednesdays and oh, back yeah. on Fridays. We that's like beautiful. to stay away from the boat pressure. So that's why yeah, that's that way. you're gonna have the ocean to yourself. I mean, right. I didn't see a boat around us. I saw ships where we went fishing, and that's been like the thing. People willing to go out, and your charters are going out. Uh, they're willing to take a chance and not catch nothing. It's a good chance that you might catch something on these these trips. Now, right. You know, you don't go fish with the pack. Go find some fish on your own, and it's it, it'll pay off. So the beauty of fishing the banks during this time of the mm-hmm. year is a this you know putting this wind event that we have right now. Should get better. It's normally great weather. This your best weather months are in the fall in Southern California. And if the tuna don't buy it, Mike, you've got all kinds of other options out on the bank. Yellows. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, catching big rockfish. That's my favorite place it's to go all catch kinds. them. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Definitely want to have the yo-yo iron. That is for sure. Live report from Arnaldo Pedrin on the uh, – he's fishing at the island right now. He's watching us from the island on his boat. <laughs> He's saying that the super it's super good calico, nice barracuda with 15 pound line. Arnaldo, I really appreciate you checking yeah, in, my friend. Cool. That is awesome, and I hope you keep catching those calicos. Maybe you can uh, take a look up there west, off the west end, and find those bluefin tuna. We certainly wish you the best of luck, and thank you so much for checking in. That's pretty cool, huh? That is cool. The technology is pretty awesome. I was I, trying to live stream it when we had it, but we were just kind of in a dead zone. But as he's mentioned in there, um, getting on the pursuit or the native sun you can you can scale back to 12 pound fish in the island right now you'll actually have some fun catching bass and a little short barracuda but um it's good fishing on lighter line right now but that have your have your 25 or 30 pound setup well tom Durr was just out on the judith and when did i see him yesterday i believe yeah he came in grumpy as usual you know (laughs) uh, tom is and uh he said that they had really good calico bass fishing however they had yellows and bluefin yep that didn't want to buy it, but boiling all around the boat, he said. So, like I say, we get so used to great fishing so fast, something that probably hasn't occurred for a century. Um, you know, Rudy gets in with 10 fish this morning, all over 200 pounds, and it's like, okay, you know, and, and I don't I don't know why we do that. I don't know why we do. I was in Ensenada offshore. This bitching whale came up pretty close to us, and I'm like, hey, that whale might have yellowfin on it. You know, we ought to troll over. Not like, whoa, look at that whale. How cool yeah. that is. It was just... No, we're, we're broken. I know, yeah, but I, we got to go back. So we and... get the people out that haven't done this yet, that aren't broken yet. <laughs> I, know, even, I know. Yeah, even my kids, were their minds were blown with the amount of... They're, they're just, this is the coolest thing we've ever seen, Dad. And I'm like, just wait, it gets better. And Mike, when, when you saw those fish, were they just like... How, what, what Were they swimming slowly? Or Oh, they did everything you've ever seen a tuna do. It was silly. So they, you know, just rolled up to the spot, foaming fish, like everybody's seen, big whoopie do, you know, because we're broken. <laughs> and uh, then we looked up a little further and he saw a little bit going. And then I look up at Brian who's running the boat and he's like, he's like, Mike, we're driving over fish. And I'm like, I know, I can see them, you know, and you can <laughs> see probably like a half mile of just shiners all the way as far as you can see it and then you see one bird sitting on there and you're like oh wait watch watch that and then they like consume the bird and they just keep going and then it, are you kidding it, it was a lot of yeah that's freaking awesome it was cool so your game plan was not to fish tuna you were no we wanted to go that direction there was a rumor of fish being oh, okay. up there but nobody connected i wanted to go sit in the shipping lane where the fish has been every day for a few hours and see if we can't catch a couple and then the fish just kind of moved up and around back and then out in front of the track line that we set up for ourselves in between all those ships. And uh, if this wind doesn't make them go away, 
this, you know, over this weekend. It's going to be, it's just going to be there. People need to go start looking at it. How long is this wind going to be in the picture? I haven't looked at that. You, uh, it's supposed it, to get nice tomorrow. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Well, I mean, it must not be that bad. Rudy was out there yesterday on yeah, Tanner. So. A, he had a rocket ship for a boat. Yeah, true. All right. <laughs> um, you said they didn't bite bait. Did you fish bait on those? We tanks? tried everything. Sinker rig. Uh, they wouldn't bite it. You caught no fish on bait. We had nice bait, too. Yeah. Like really nice bait. Did they bait. boil on the bait? Didn't even care about it. Really? Not at all. There was so much anchovy out there. It was it was silly. They just there's they didn't want anything. Any to jig it. in particular was more effective. Every jig worked. Oh, okay. Every jig. Mean, like we knife had, jigs, I, Colt snipers. Colt mainly anything that you could swim on the surface. So we fished. I fished one of those SK, or Daiwa jigs. Lost four of those. Lost all my Colt snipers. I brought a whole box of stuff and everybody was using them. And then uh, we had two on a Taddy Double A, the Chrome and Blue. Anything that you could swim through a school that didn't need to swim, just needed to get near them, was bit. But then we hook hook one and then come right off. Wow! So just come back with just Specter, your leader back. It was cool. And I, I look, I saw a photo, but I can't remember. But what what was the grade? It looked like eighteen to thirty, maybe, or something like that. Or? Yeah, eighteen to thirty. To be honest, there's a couple like forties that we caught, but or I'd say the thirty pound average pretty cool that's freaking incredible and and the fact that the kids got a shot at it i mean i still can remember back patrick caught his first albuquerque when he was four but he sat on a deckhand's knee alan girardi on board the tracer i believe it was with steve running the boat and uh, so you know he just told him to wind 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 and the you know i look back at my kids lives and that's one of those moments that really stands out to me and, I, and it stands out to him, too. So you're creating memories for not only your kids. And I see you doing it here on the docks all the time. Um, but also for all these other kids that yeah. they will remember for a long time to come. We need kids fishing. Definitely. Especially in the environment we have going on around here nowadays with yeah. all the crazy, you know, COVID stuff. And uh, it's just really important. You know, there's there's some scientists who've come up with this theory about nature deficit disorder that kids are suffering from not being outdoors enough, you know, because they're on their stupid phones or, or or not getting out in the great outdoors. And being outside, I just believe it has such a positive effect, not only um, in, not only spiritually or, you know, but physiologically. You get some vitamin D. Uh, it's just a positive thing. Since for this kids. whole pandemic started, we were the only people that trick-or-treated last year on Halloween. We loaded up. And we, oh, we did you? so many like-minded neighbors that were like, Hey, good to see you here. It's six feet away from our table. I'm like, thanks. We'll respect that. But it's been a, I mean, I got both my kids in school now. It's, it's uncomfortable to watch them wearing their masks at school, but whatever, as long as they're getting their, their interaction with the other kids, because hanging out with adults every day is not the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> there's there. Yeah. You got their, their friends are my friends, you know, and now they have their own friends in school for a month. So, yeah, you'll find that the kids that do have like interact with adults a lot, uh, do are able to carry on a conversation that becomes socially, oh, yeah. you know yeah, what I mean? Just be able to spark up a conversation with anybody. Yeah. Speaking of Patrick and Philip again, I remember one time I was on the new Del Mar and it was, he was seven, I'm saying. And I was out with Philip and we were tying hooks and everything. And I look in the galley and Patrick is sitting there with a guy who's 60. And they're freaking going like back and forth, like in this deep conversation. And I'm looking like, what the hell could he possibly be talking about with that guy? But you'll find that that definitely, that definitely happens. All right, back to the freedom. And they're on the mm -hmm. nine. Um, 
I'll mention some of the things that were affected for us. Um, definitely fluorocarbon, which gives me a great opportunity to give our guy, uh, Opson fluorocarbon, a plug. Greg Brown providing fluorocarbon for everyone. And we happen to think it's the best fluoro on the market. Guys on the Freedom have been using it and several other boats on the Malahini. Bill Wilkerson loves it. Several other guys, Diego Nuno on the Royal Star, love the Opsin fluorocarbon. You can order it online at www.opsinopsinusa.com. Definitely want to fish fluorocarbon. And when you drop down to 25 pounds, you got to bite. But you didn't necessarily keep it out of the kelp, as you'll see in the video that I shot. There were several guys who would get bites, but not get the fish. And the top angler on the boat finally dropped down to 25. He got three. That was Philip, my oh, son Philip. No. So yeah, unbelievable. Never right? They have that. to be wide open for him to get. Yeah, they would have been jumping in the boat. He actually took an A rig and tossed it out to see what would happen with calico bath. <laughs> he wound in three calico. That's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And that's yeah, on the video. Little also. Jeremy fired out that A rig. It was wasn't that strong on A rig at that tuna. And I'm like, oh God, please don't bite that. I know, <laughs> right? That, that would have been so <laughs> cool. His little rod out of his hands. But. So you see that fish boiling all around there on the nine. Sometimes it was a long soak that got a bite. So choosing a good hot bait was super effective. No question about it. That tuna as well is going to and from San Clemente Island. There's fish. If you're looking at Catalina Island from a map, there's fish in front of Catalina, behind Catalina, around Catalina, at Clemente, at Tanner. Just to find one that sticks. I mean, talking with Trevor because he does a lot of night driving over there. And Scotty, you know, if they stopped the boat on how many times that they saw tuna, the boat would have never made it to Clemente. But there's there's one day they're going to crack open this season. And it's just going to be incredible for a lot of these boats going to and from. It's just so much fish. It, it, they'd, even the captains don't like talking about it anymore because it's not biting. But there's fish everywhere. Jeez. So you're seeing Durr having them on anchor. Right, you know, right. What do you mean? That means they're all the way around wherever he was fishing. Yeah. He likes fishing. And so, Mike, as you look forward, what do you think? You, you, it sounds like you're predicting, like my Albacore prediction. <laughs> you're pre it sounds like, man, let's not get into that quite. Hey, the say, season's not, not over yet. Okay. The A word. When did, Albacore, when did Albacore actually show up? Like, in, if it, let's pretend Albacore around. Yeah. What month? Oh, they normally show Fourth of July was the time that yeah, you, you missed that one. Well, but <laughs> there has been a few years where they show up very late. So I'm, just, I'm before I completely throw myself when, when at the we, mercy. When of do everyone. we give up on you? Um, let's see. Well, January first. I the years being, being a landing order now. If Albacore showed up, I'd be stoked. Oh man, if you got a late season <laughs> Albacore yeah, bite, yeah, that would be... push it through like January. No room for time for. Or boat work. It sounds like you think this bluefin's going to blow sky high at some point before the year's out. Or they might have called this place home. I mean, we haven't had bluefin in our area like this for a long time. They they were biting down, you know, down below the border, like right below the border for a few months. It right. pushed up, but even then, those guys are saying that that you know that that wasn't that much fish that they were catching down there or seeing. This is a whole other. I mean, they they broke past the border and found all their own bait and it just keeps funneling through. I mean, the, with, if they stake after all these windstorms like they have all year, the tuna came with it. The elephant will probably show up soon. I saw bullet tuna and skipjack in the counts. I mean, it's starting where, to feel where like we're at. at a San Diego. Oh, okay. The boats and just scroll through and see a big blob on yeah. nine, seven, six. That one. It's like, bullet tuna. Oh shit. 
All right, cool. We're, we're moving into more of a yeah, kind of a thing. warm water. Yeah. yeah, but the water's not warm. It's what is not. the water town where you were fishing? We had, I thought we had like 68. Yeah, yeah. We had like 70 something, I thought, what Bob Maybe. said. Maybe. Yeah. But it's only a small layer of like water in that thermocline. It's just as, yeah, we haven't had enough sunshine. That chlorophyll stuff's not really there. But you, if you guys are smart and you're looking at all those apps you can pay for, they were on that chlorophyll line that we were fishing. That's why Brian stuck it out over there. He said it's probably going to be more. So. Mike, uh, you mentioned that that fish was like a couple of months in San Diego. There was a time here at 22nd Street where these guys, the captains of the boats, were starting to drive you crazy. They're like, because we were stuck in the middle. Oh, we were catching good anything. fishing we're... to the south. Yeah. Excellent fishing up north. Those guys were all it over the two, sea bass. Almost right? three months of sea bass up there. Right? Yeah. We went up there and did it. That was impressive. Yeah. We were stuck in the middle, not catching anything. Yeah. I already yeah. mentioned uh, Sean Stewart up yeah. there. He was just he's a superior fisherman and a great guy. And Tucker and all those guys up yeah. there were doing so well. But um, can you can you talk about how, like, I mean, being the manager, you got so many balls in there. But one of those balls is these guys start, like, pushing the panic button. And you're like, calm down, everybody. Oh, yeah. Right? No, Mark, Mark and Jeff and John – they did it a while ago. There was a point where we weren't catching anything again. And uh, they had I mean they had, they, they have real estate down there, uh, Mark and Paul and Point Loma too. And uh, they brought the freedom down there. But the minute they did that, it bit up here. And we started, I, I just told them if we just turned the boat off the first the overnight fishing for the first week of July here, right. we won't panic. Just shut down overnight fishing because it seems like the first week of July sucks. And it's been that way for a few years. But then right after that, you know, the middle of July, we start catching a lot of yellows, start seeing tuna, start maybe even catch a sea bass in the mix too. You know, there's me. I just like, all right, guys, relax. It'll be okay. <laughs> Every year, but since I've been going on nine years here, seeing it, they've been doing it longer than me, but there's a lot of data on the internet now to say that, you know, LA County kind of slows down right in the peak of things for certain areas and then gets on and cracking and finishes longer you know we, we were able to fish longer we can hide behind the islands and stuff like that like other places can't yeah i think this fall sets up beautifully right oh, yeah. now i really do and mm -hmm. i'm excited about our two-day trip on the amigo the 29th i think that is going to be an awesome trip our last trip on there oh my god we got our butts kicked just just shellacked with the weather you know yeah. it was just brutal uh, mark paisano jr ran the trip and it's so good to see how great he did. He did great. Uh, we were at Nicholas. We got shellacked. We managed to catch some rockfish and stuff. I ended up with a 22-pound sheep's head, which was a cool catch. Oh, yeah. Um, and then we went to Santa Barbara. You know, he looked at me, and about the time I was going to say to him, this is almost unfishable, he said to me, this is getting unfishable. <laughs> so we bailed, and we went to Santa Barbara Island. And, of course, uh, Mark Jr. is not the kind of guy that, says let's just go to the anchorage and sleep for a while he's like let's find some squid and we found it and it floated and it we tanked up with it we passed it off to the freedom uh jeff on the thunderbird and we were just all convinced let's fish tonight we're gonna get a sea bass bite last time this happened there were sea bass with this squid and we fished all night in fact this guy yeah you woke me up a couple times didn't you but there was nothing going on alex the intern you stayed up all night watching that because he'd never seen that phenomenon before. Seen another thing that 
uh, the squid's floaty. Like, you know, we're bored. Oh, yeah, He's no. like, oh, my God, I've never seen it's anything so awesome. like this. So yeah, so much squid. You're just looking down at it all night, and then close your eyes, and that's all you can see. <laughs> so, uh, you, needless to say, we're out for redemption on this next two-day trip, and I think we're going to find it. It should be good. And, and I like the fact that you made clear, like for the guy that booked with me last night, Jerome and some other people, they've got the gear on there, yeah. right? And they're flying the kite. You're on a rotation, anyways. So they'll fly the kite. I think they might have two kites. I don't know. But um, then they float out some backpack rigs. You can flat fall the whole time. Fly line of bait. Um, if they're targeting big fish, which they may, it's a two day trip. So one of the two days you're gonna at least go try it. You yeah, I would should. Say. Yeah. And then the other stuff you can do just fine on fifty pound. If you don't have that fifty pound, we we have it in the shop, or you can just take fills. Watch. I, I got a video camera. That's what I've got. I got you can see Philip and I kind of arguing in the freedom video. I because I came back to the stern and Dylan is pulling on a fish that Philip has caught in the kelp. So I'm like, hey Patrick, who passed his rod off to the deckhand? Uh, and Patrick goes, He got tired, Dad. And then I look over and Philip goes, How many fish you got, Dad? Huh? How many? I I'm go, working. I've got 22 on video. <laughs> Yeah, that's your excuse. You can see that on that video. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's too funny, man, with those kids of mine. They are out of control, let me I, tell you. I try to get under their skin every time I see them. Yeah, right on. Mm -hmm. All right, so um, <laughs> the banks are looking good for the future. Uh, Clemente uh, still looking good. You know, I mean, that's definitely in the picture. Yeah, the Clemente's been good all season if they can get past the – aqua bears out there that's the problem really yeah i bad. forgot to mention that it, yeah. that was they live there that's their place but it's just so frustrating for a lot of people but you know more baits and more hookups you have the more fish you might land so you just got to keep fishing right exactly and you know when you start chumming you get aqua bears hanging we're talking yeah. about sea lions everybody and uh, that definitely was a problem out there yeah but right. you know we still manage i think 20 yellows and calico bass 20 and for 40 hookups probably oh, yeah, yeah you're staying busy these trips are action packed all yeah. of them so there was a guy now there was a guy up in the bow and he was throwing an iron and he and i got the background on this guy i forget his name but he is new to fishing maybe months i think and he fell in love with it he fell in love with the guys on the freedom and they've been coaching him and he's thrown this iron and thrown this iron honestly mike like for hours and finally I, it was up in the bow i look over and he's on a yellow so talk about persistence paying off. It really paid off for this guy. And then about an hour later, he gets his second yellow. Mm -hmm. and so it was his first yellowtail on the iron. I was stoked for the guy. Yeah, and it just showed how that persistence paid off for him. Now, having said that, it's mostly a bait bite over there. Yeah. I, I think if I were going to recommend anything, oh, we haven't I would had say a, throw bait. Yeah, we haven't had a yo-yo bite. We haven't had much of a surface iron bite. The ones we have, you know, it's usually someone that's on the boat all the time. It catches it on 45, but I mean, we, we haven't had, I love yo-yo fishing and I haven't yet to see that on any of our boats yet. Hopefully. Bruce has a question. Uh, he says, could we possibly slingshot <laughs> the aqua bears to deter them from chasing the fish away without harming them? You know, there's a uh, active or um, different things you can do to deter marine mammals. And uh, we just would rather not. It just, it's just bad. So it's, it's not bad. Not, it's not illegal. It just, it's, it's, it's just deal with them. Deal non, with them. Non-lethal, right? Non-lethal. 
And no, don't bring out your slingshot or anything like that on a well, boat. Well, no, but I mean, if he's a private boater, uh, private boaters, I'm pretty sure you can use a non-lethal method, like what does a that paintball mean, exactly? gun or a or a. Um, what, so if what you is hit a sea line over the head with a baseball bat, I don't think that's you're gonna. Lethal. That's what I'm getting at. Is okay. just better rather not just leave yeah, those because boaters alone. If you have so a, ambiguous and, and drive and drive away, and just you know, fight another day, but. I'm not recommending it, you hit a sea line with a baseball bat. No, but there is a there. It is written in the um, NOAA, the N O A A, um, in the the is written in there that you can you can use non lethal. You could you know, you know, you, I don't think you can yell at them though. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't think you can't you can't can't harass them. Verbal abuse, but um, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'd rather, yeah, they'd just rather not. All right. On the sport boat, you're not going to do anything, but yeah. Bruce, I'm not sure about that. And non-lethal is so ambiguous. It just opens the door to some Whatever, things that I think you could get in trouble yeah, doing, just right? Don't, yeah. Can you do seal bombs? <laughs> no, you have to have a, a federal permit. Oh, you do? You gotta have a. You have to have a permit. I love those freaking things, man. That's I know nothing so much about them. Huh? I have no clue what you're talking about. You, oh, really? Oh, well. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you know, I used to use them on the Fourth of July. I blew one off in front of my house, and I didn't see this guy walking across the street, and it was so freaking loud. He literally almost jumped under a car. It this this is in out. the eighties when in the ATF yeah, didn't care about him, right? Yeah, exactly. yeah, not like last week or anything. Well, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was uh, probably when I was running a commercial boat back. So in commercial fishing, they made it. They 90. made us get uh, permits for the boat, and then bomb boxes work. and stuff like that, but. The seal control bombs, they 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 like them. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's like a dinner bill. It's exactly yeah. what it is now. It's Pavlov's dogs, man. You throw that out, yeah. and they know it's the dinner bell. Yeah, for sure. I was like, hello, there's stuff going on over here, and then all of a sudden, thirty more show up. Actually, a, a bright flashlight that freaks them out that night. Yeah, yeah. shine a flashlight at them. They're like, oh, and then we can catch them with their net, the bait with the net. All right. Um, back to the tuna. Best way to catch those things on bait is it the flying fish or is it the kite or what? those bigger fish? Yeah, my uh, buddy Aaron, he's got that G fly thing. Right. Um, the the bigger ones will if you get it over the top of them, you're you're bit. Whether you know you land them, it's on you. But that that kite rig is is pretty amazing, especially for this stuff, 150 to 300 pounds, which I do, which I do see a 300 pound fish in the near future for, for someone, oh, Mike, if not, if I not more Western outdoor news, uh, one that was three ninety five local. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's where, that's where that. So when this first started, what, what year was this? 2015, 16 in China. So there was big tuna around and they were big meaning, wow, that's a hundred pounder. Right. Well, they haven't left and all they do is swim and eat. Right. And those hundred pound fish are probably the next year turned into a hundred and something pounds. And we're going on, six years now of them swimming around so 400 pounds that you know more or less what i'm getting at the biggest fish uh, caught in history is going to be landed sometime in the near future yeah i believe as i remember the california record is 405 pounds there's and a this guy had a 390 there's a lot of guys out there that aren't like me and you that want to be on the internet and you know waving our fish in people's face that probably have caught one and just you know like that was cool i'm gonna put that here instead of sharing it with the world yeah. so um but there's a couple like hardcore guys here on the cameo he's got world records on all kinds of stuff our buddy floyd used to run a boat way back when um you know they have quite a few fish caught on linen and stuff like that but um it's gonna happen it's gonna happen when when 
we're not out fishing like in November, Thanksgiving or something like that. So it means we got to go fishing then. Um, but yeah, the biggest fish in history is going to be landed again. This year? Is that your yeah, prediction? Yeah, be better chance of that than an albacore. Probably moving in with all the albacore I predicted, I, right? Yeah. Oh, give me too much crap on the, that. The albacore, that, the albacore are going to go right up on, they're going to get up on Furman and we're going to go catch them. It's happened before. It has it. happened before. Yeah. It will happen again. I'm just like, I'm I'm just sick of hearing about it. I just like get my 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 hopes up. I believed. I did. I too. still I still believe. I just don't want to use that dirty a word ever again well, until first it happens. Of all, the dope I got ended up being bum dope. Okay, and I put it down to be honest with you as not confirmed. But what convinced <laughs> me? A the I'm not mentioning the guy. The guy that gave it to me has been solid in the past. When he put numbers to it. I went hook, line, and sinker for it. When he said 185 albacore, I went hook and gave me a position. Uh, that ended up not being. But all the conditions and all the stuff that Bob Osborne, an expert on this, combed through and went through, I mean, it all made sense that this was going to be the year that it would happen. But so far, yeah, and I'm not giving up yet, pretty much, but not entirely. Um it just all made sense, Mike. Yeah. But, uh, you know, George on the sand dollar, right? Yeah. He was knocking the crap out of those things, but, you know, far, too far from here. But if Mark and Paul ever brought the independents up here permanently or we got a, you know, our own long range fleet, we'd catch them, you know, where they're fishing them in right. five day range, something like that. Is that something you're thinking about? Do you mention that? Because that's a, a I would like to see that, you know, like to see a multi day boat cruise up here. And by multi day, you mean. Four, more, five, more, seven, more, more than the seven day probably. Yeah. that would give us a lot of um, a lot of uh, real estate to go fish above. Go, mm-hmm. you know, when weather depend. I mean, that independence can fish in anything. So, um, but it would be cool to go do multiple islands and then check those outer outer spots that we never get to go see because it's just our leash isn't long enough. But that's my dream. Me and Jessup want to get talk somebody into coming run out of here, run a long longer trip. That'd be rad. Independence used to run shorter trips here, but right. I'd like to see like a seven to ten day one direction or another, depending on what's by and go check out. Oh yeah. Go no. get you, yeah. How's the local bite been this year from the Monte Carlo? It's, like it, daytime as well as night. Let's talk daytime. We had we had the longest in a while of Barracuda and Sandbass. We had a, you know, I would call it a migratory thing that right. was that actually happened. Um that was fun. Like we got a lot. I mean, you were out your private previously with, with Steve-O. Yeah. Right. And, um, we had was, wide was, open gar fishing. yeah, that was cool. cool. And it bit for a while. It was all mm-hmm. surface irony stuff. Um, thankfully we had that sculpting to fall back on. Um, and then now we're fishing for rockfish, but it's just the, the, the water keeps rolling over here. God, and turned greeny, greeny and gross. And, but there's a lot of life in it. I mean, there's bait everywhere. So, I mean, it, whatever the fish like it, it's just to get the, surface bite to happen we had a short surface bite deal here um i was talking to walt one day this is several months ago i think and i go yeah what's up you know he goes oh my god the water temp dropped 10 degrees last night yeah right yeah 10 degrees you know well it's like i said there's a fine layer of of warm water but it doesn't take much to roll it and then local like point firm and and then off where the rigs are you get that upwelling of cold water that comes in here and yeah and repopulates the baby fish and bait fish and stuff like that in that area. Um, But you've been out where we half day wasn't catching bass and with Tom and just 
whacked them. Yeah, you know? had some great fishing. Hard to take 35 and 40 people to go do that. Yeah, exactly. You know, when there's only three people are catching fish. So Walt always gives everybody the best opportunity to catch something, yeah, whether exactly. it's exciting or not. Something to eat, right? Yep. Twilight, the last month's been really good. Has it? Yeah, there's, um, I think after that sand bass kind of swam up here about a month and a half ago, um, they kind of repopulated some of the structure around here. Um, and it's all leadhead and squid or, or a dropper loop, like four ounce reverse dropper loop. Um, God, I love fishing sand bass at night. I mean, because there's a moment when you get bit that if you don't start winding and get that fish, he's going to go back in his little hole and you're done. So it's fun for you guys that are watching that, that don't fish much go start fishing on the half day boat a lot. It's economical. And you'll actually learn everything you need to know about overnight fishing, half day fishing. You'll learn your new knots. There's a lot of guys that go fishing that are retired from, from overnight long range stuff like that, that you make friends with them, whether it's here, the Redondo special, the, the, the Western pride, any of the boats in our area, a lot of regulars fish those boats or even fill on the victory. Um, but start on your half day, get on twilight. If you are a guy that you don't know when you're bit, get on twilight go fish two weeks worth of twilights for every friday night and you'll start to get in touch with your gear you'll know when you're bit you, you'll know the deckhand's going to tell you you got the wrong stuff right out the gate so ask him what should i get you know you're to go out there with 50 pound you don't need it um you could have got on any trip at 22nd street the last month and a half with just one 25 pound outfit and caught a fish if you knew you were bit at the time or grabbed the right bait, but going on the half day, tune in your skills. Don't immediately jump on an overnight trip. You'll learn something. You'll actually be a top, that top 10% that turn in the fish count every day. They're, you know, it's basically 10% of the boat catches all the fish and it not for any other reason than they've been out a bunch. And yeah. then they got the guys that's never been fishing before. It catches a jackpot. And that happens about like, every day. So <laughs> my brother and I had a scale and that was when we went fishing, back in the day, a long time ago, that whatever the average was on the boat, you should have three times that. And that was our measure of success. Mm -hmm. And I still hold to that, you know, when you're, when, when you get it dialed in and, and to go a little bit deeper into what you're saying, Buzz Brizendine, who used to run mm -hmm. the Prowler, he said all the time, guys on half day boats. I mean, not, not the guy that the rent rod guy who's just starting to learn. Mm -hmm. I'm not disparaging them, but I'm saying, Guys who are hardcore half-day fishermen, yeah. they are your finest fishermen because it's the repetition of choosing a bait. It's mm -hmm. the repetition of casting. You do a lot of it. Conceivably, you go on an albacore trip and you make two casts during the day. On a half-day boat, you're going to make 100 casts. Correct. And as you say, you get in touch with your gear. Mm -hmm. You learn how to choose a bait. You do all. And those guys are really good fishermen. We should do a, um, a, We should do this on a Sunday. We got cell phone service. I can hotspot it. We should go out on a Sunday morning and invite these guys out to a Phil Friedman seminar. Let's do it. We should do that on a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. That oh, wait a minute. Cool. We do this on a Sunday. Yeah, but we could do this from the boat. Can we do that? Uh -huh. We can make it so, I think. I think it would be really cool to. That would be fun. To man. make it. Make it. Make it. Yeah. I mean, there's. As long as you don't go past like the east east end of the horseshoe you have cell phone service it's like a dead zone right there and that where the bend in the break wall is out but if we're fishing up here by the red buoy and out there we're rock fishing whatever whatever it may be we should do a live 
that would be rad. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll think about that, right? Yeah. You're the uh, guy that comes up with all that stuff. Yeah, we'll figure it, out. it could be spotty, yeah. but it, it, I think we can. I mean, I've, I've streamed at, you know, Catalina on my phone on Instagram. We could have multiple live feeds going, but we should hype it up a week or so. That'd be really All cool. All right. We'll, we'll definitely talk about that. But yeah, start on, start on half day, get your, yep. get your, get your, 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 what you call it, get it all tuned up. You're fine tuned. And then bite the bullet, buy your $200 overnight ticket and you'll, you'll be ready. You'll be able to know how to cast a bait. You'll, you know, you'll be ready, but we all panic. You'll see a former school. You're like, ah, oh, what did I do? Big old words <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, totally. yeah. No, that was, that's, that's part of what goes on there. October 2nd is lobster season starting. Do you guys do any lobster trips out of here? You, you know, um, the Gale Force and the Triton have that wrapped up. Uh-huh. Buddy, buddies of ours. You probably know Jared yeah, and Brian, all those guys. Um, Rudy, oh, what's up? Man, this guy. Take a seat, man. Yeah. Um, they, they have that all wrapped up. But um, we'll put a charter together um and and maybe see but they they have that locked up it gets really good on the opener and then it kind of fizzles out and then it gets good towards the last part of the uh i want to hug you i like love you why don't you come over and hug him no don't touch me yeah come over do something come here man please oh we can't see you do it on camera what's wrong with you should we have him sit next to mike or get rid of mike in a little bit and then Uh, all right yeah Yeah, get me out of here are you busy is there anything else you want to talk about with regard to 22nd Street Landing? Um, basically, we're putting the freedom schedule up probably this week for next month. Probably going to be some two days, some day and a half, some things like that. They do have this contract with the military where we'll just go MIA for a few days here and there. Um, they're bed and breakfast. for It's a military contract. That's what they're doing this week. Um, and uh, we'll have them up. Their Amigos schedule is already up. True Line has Coast Guard this week. They'll pass with flying colors. Brian's hot and bothered to go out and put some trips up as well for the True Line. I don't know if there's any Pescador trips up for open party. They usually have that wedge. Their Migos schedule's up for October. So if you see it, book it. You're going to have a good time. Um, the Pursuit is going to keep plugging away, fishing Catalina every day. And if the opportunity arises to catch tuna, John and Gus will go do that. Same thing with Aaron on the Native. Um... I'm running the Monty's on Mondays and Tuesdays now. So if you want to come out and laugh at me, come do that. You are? Yeah. Really? I might not be able to do tomorrow, though, because I got that meeting with Fish and Wildlife. Um, but Mondays and Tuesdays. What 10, are you talking 10 to, to Fish four. and Wildlife about? Or is that something? It's not a secret. They're trying to take away reds and chuckleheads well, next season. So yeah. it's pretty lame. Um, well, what are you going to do? Just get on your hands and knees and start crying? Maybe. Yeah, I would. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> As well. That's my favorite fish. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, but there, there, it happens every year. There's something going on. I wish I had my packet, but for that uh, carb thing that's coming up, um, follow saves uh, savefishing.com. Hold on. I got to find that one. That one's pretty important. You mean about the four-tier engine thing? Yeah. Yeah. It's bound to happen, but I, up here, us, we're having Mark and John and Jeff in our pocket. We're, we're, we're pretty resilient. Well, so we've been fortunate enough to have um the carb they uh i don't even know the name of it off the top of my head but they 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 give us engines so we can make sure we're not polluting the oceans and they give us really nice engines and it's really nice and me being in san pedro for 
like 15 years now when i first moved here smog was everywhere they've repaired the harbor basically you come down here you can breathe again uh the diesel trucks and stuff like that they all had to go through something similar to where they're getting engines that are non-polluting or very little emissions well there's a new thing going on uh where they're going to require these sport boats to have tier four engines which the technology exists in the like ships and the tugs like the big ginormous tugs you see pushing these ships around it exists but it won't work on any of the sport boats there isn't a sport boat that exists right now that can just take that technology because it's too hot it, it goes into instead of seeing the water coming out the exhaust pipe which cools everything it's a dry stack it's like a chain a train engine that that you're putting in there more or less that great so our government putting more people out of work they're that's, trying that's what they did they, it did pass previously with the with the trucking industry they put a lot of mom and pops out of business for instance the guy that owns uh, the cameron dawson uh tj he had probably 15 trucks and he couldn't afford to repower all of those well, trucks and there that, was, now that scares the hell out of me because this there, has been done before. this is a real thing and it really will happen you de- do need to go on the uh this petition it's out let me let me find it give me a second yeah, i have to find it right because yeah i have them i have mail and stuff and trucking and industry they did it it happened it yeah, was so it, it was 100 like, happened i noticed jeff jessup yesterday he was handing out these little i love uh, governor newsom uh, uh stickers so i gotta keep, i, I gotta I stay even keel i don't ever open my don't put too many political posts out there i know my beliefs i know your jeff beliefs but he, lo- he loves that guy it's savefishing.com. I should have just known that off the top of my head. Uh, save fishing. It's basically everybody get on there, save fishing. It's really quick. You post it and then it, it's, it's, it, it helps. It's something um, it's going to go. And I was kidding about Jeff in case somebody, he he, loved, I don't want to get Jeff mad at me. Jeff, <laughs> going to keep that one inside. <laughs> <laughs> um, Savefishing.com. Get on it. There's an Instagram page. There's a website. Uh, fill out as much information. Um, they're going to be, I'm going to make a, a shitload of posts about it this coming week. Uh, Cause we're going to actually go up the bat. Hopefully it doesn't get pushed through. If it does, like I said, we're pretty resilient. I, I, I think we're going to figure out how to get the technology on these boats, but the engines we do have, they're not gross polluting boats. We should be picking on guys like this that run yachts somewhere. And, Burn it up. Yeah. But it's just, it's strictly, <laughs> it's strictly picking on, sport fishing and whale watching and harbor tours um i could see it maybe doing something for the lakes bays and sounds boats but all of our other stuff we're way out to sea and it's the emissions on these boats are nothing if we see black smoke out of coming out of our engines we start to panic there's something wrong (laughs) you gotta have to fix it there's like i don't i don't know yeah yeah the safe fishing hey jason park and john what is that john delicio jason park please sign the delicio who is that guy i'm just joking i love him all right well let's um, stuff. yeah you, but jason. that's that's all i got Thank check you, our john. schedule i'm getting bumped here the the, the uh the music's playing that like the grammys da, da, da. it's time for it. the guy who just caught 10 bluefin tuna over 200 pounds that's kind of rudy morgan's yeah. coming on and he's going to talk we're all talking, about it we're talking about how broken we are like the fishing that you have you have been able to do. I want to bring it back. Dude, it's you like those dude, look at that tuna he brought. God. Yeah, it's wrapped in it's wrapped in uh 
Hey, let me see that, Rudy. Yeah. You are I'm gonna not, get out here. Don't give it to him. No, you gotta you gotta oh talk God. about this because it ain't it, this, is just, this is just starting. It just started. It, well, you know, yeah, you know what I mean. Do we need to put that in a refrigerator? Yeah, you got one. I'll put it in the fridge. You will? Yeah. Oh, thank you, Mike. I went ham bone on the fish we caught, that little stuff. So little stuff. Oh, all right, Mike no, Morrison like from you. 22nd Street Landing in San Pedro. They're they're carrying on a com- a private conversation. How thank about, you, Mike. How about, how about you leave? Yeah, then <laughs> it'll be a great show, Mike. Thank you, Rudy Morgan. All right, man. Good to see you. Good to see you. Phil. Last time I saw you, I was serving you a beer at the Orange County Fair. Yeah, You're like, exactly. What the hell are you doing? I was excited for I, sure. I was, I ready was to too. Go. It was great to see you. Yeah, and I and uh, your dad, I knew he was up here. Yeah, and so I sent you a message this morning. I said, Where are you? And you're oh, like, yeah. In California. Because where are you normally? I'm usually in Cabo, Cabo, Loreto, um, La Paz. Are you working with your dad? No, we're on separate yachts. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we're we separated. Uh, we were working together, and then our boat that we were on sold, and then they got rid of all the crew, and we kind of went our separate ways. And he's doing his thing, and I'm doing my thing, and just How, how's life in Mexico? Oh, it's. It's good. It's yeah. interesting. There's all ups and downs. There's stuff that goes on, you know, with the, I was down there when COVID hit and that was really interesting and how everyone interacted, how the boats interacted, how, you know, even the locals interacted. It's completely different from here. How so? Uh, there, they don't panic so much. They don't worry. Yeah. You know, if it happens, it happens. And the, their government over there kind of shut everything down. It kind of sucks to see that because Every hotel, every bar, every restaurant shut down. No one's working. Right. And people are suffering. Oh, they're suffering. And it got so bad where people started going on the yachts and stuff and breaking in and, you know, stealing stuff. And that's where, as a crew member, we have to kind of step up and be like, tell our our owners, our bosses, be like, hey, dude, we need to get out of here or good luck because, you know, I got to. I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm not going to, you know, 10 people coming down to the boat and saying, hey, you know, with we're guns hungry. or whatever. Yeah, we're hungry. Yeah. I'm not going to just be like, you know, let them. I'm going to let them, you know, do what they want for sure. But I'm <laughs> what do you want me to cook for? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Galley's you know? open. Yeah. So <laughs> it goes with that. And then now it's all it's fine. Everything I heard, everything's back open. Everything's ready to go. They do. You know, you fly down there. You do have to take the COVID test. And yeah, when you go fly back wherever you're going, you take that again. And but besides that, everything's good. I mean, they. I find that I was just in Northern Baja. I yeah. find that they're like taking your temperature whenever you walk into anything. They have the thing to yeah, put but, your feet on and all that. Yeah, the little, there's uh, bleach that you step yeah, in. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then the temperature thing, I mean, they, they do it on your arm. Right. I mean, so that's inaccurate? Yeah, I would, I would think so. I mean, I'm not a doctor or specialist or anything, but <laughs> I would think, I mean, your arm, I mean, I'm sunburnt, you know, as you could see. So right. my skin's probably hot. They take my temperature, they're going to freak out. So it's like, you know, I mean, I yeah, because I was like at the Costco in Tijuana the oh, other day. Costco's bad. So I, I went there and then I tried to pay. I was buying a bunch of stuff for local hotel workers. We yep. had a bunch of donations. And so they go, we don't accept. We only accept two hundred dollars in U.S. currency. You have to go over. And so I hauled ass. You know, I walked yeah. like a mofo and it was hot. Oh, yeah. And I walked back and then I come back. And my freaking temperature was like, yeah. And exactly. I go, hey, I, I, I was, at, you know, almost jogging. Like, yeah. And it's, you know, it gets to that point where like, you know, Costco's are bad there for sure. I mean, I, when we're, when the owner comes down, I have to go to Costco, fill up the boat, get everything going. And 
it's definitely difficult because they let one person in. If you don't have a Costco card, you're not allowed in. And I, you know, I hire my guys down there and they yeah. usually come help me to bring in the groceries and they, and, can't you know, come in. and they can't come in. And it's like, okay, I have three shopping carts full. Yeah. Right. You know? And I'm like, okay, can I leave this here? And then I come back, it's gone. It's like, okay. This <laughs> they is why, yeah. It. And then they want me to bring in one of their helpers down there. And it's like, okay, but now I have to pay him. And I got guys waiting outside. I'm paying. I'm like, there's just too much money going around. Right. And I'm like, okay, you know, now I do it myself or, what we do is with other crew members down there, we all kind of plan it and we all go together and we all just help each other make one big train of us, you know, and all, everyone has groceries, you know, there's like five of us going That's to funny. Costco. That's hilarious. So yeah, we take like four cars and just load up. All right, Rudy, I've already teased this, man. I mean, yeah. and people out there, I know they want to hear this, man. Yeah. You just got in. Yep. You had 10 fish every yep. single one over 200. Every single one over 200. We might have one, maybe 130, but still. I mean, it's probably one of the best cow tuna fishing I've ever seen. And I've done just this trip. You just this came trip. Out. Yeah. I've never seen it like this. I mean, there was you meter on them, they come and you're bit. You're watching the kite, the dead flyer out there just getting exploded on. And I lost this one, I'd say it was maybe three something oh really it was the biggest tuna i've ever seen oh my I, god it blew up on it i thought it was like two volkswagens you know fell in the water from somewhere i was like i was screaming and yelling and i got i panicked myself with the uh reel in in uh free spool instead of gear and started crank i, I was all backwards i didn't know what was going on when i saw it oh my god yeah freaked you out freaked me out i didn't know what it was i thought it was like the navy was had a missile going in it was like, trying to get it <laughs> I mean, I was in, I was impressed. And then, um, I mean, if I had more flyers, I would have got, I mean, the pictures I showed you, you know, it's like yeah. we had the whole, we were on a center console on my boss's center console and that has, uh, uh, five, four fifties on it. Oh, so, shoot. yeah, we're, you know, we, to get out to, how out long? to Tanner, how basically long? three hours, two hours, oh, less my than God. that, you know, we're, yeah, we're doing, you know, 60, 70. Oh my just, God going that's and the whole I had my fish holds full because they have fish holds on there yeah my whole deck was full all the way around and my boss is just his eyes are just like doesn't know what to do with all this right and i'm like at the point where i'm like okay i i kind of don't want to kill these things anymore i'm kind of like i don't know what to do with all this meat so everyone i know i mean everyone's calling me you know instagram facebook all that stuff rudy you need you, you know let me have some meat i'm yeah. like here i'm getting them bags and bags and bags of it you know it's like we brought some to us yeah thank you you thank know you. i i mean i hate seeing the fish go to waste yeah, like course, that's yes. one thing you know i don't like doing and my boss they're you know they're like let's keep it going keep going keep going i'm like okay we're gonna see how many now and there was a guy out there um he caught 25 and he was releasing oh guy that you were fishing there yeah near yeah jesus and i was like and he's really good and he's like dude this is the best fishing i've ever seen I mean, it was amazing. I never, literally, never seen it. Like was this. it windy out there? No, it was nice. It was nice. Yeah, huh? it was really nice. Is is in the morning? It was like thirteen knots, but after that, it was just good. So you were out of Newport. When did you leave? What time in the morning? We left at six thirty or so. And so you're out there at nine. Yeah, out there at nine, and we got we got back in at around I'd say three or so. Freaking, give me a break. Yeah. It was, How bitching is that? Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing to see. I mean, just seeing those creatures and stuff, it's just how they act and all that stuff. It's amazing. Do you want to talk about where you were or? Yeah, you know? no, yeah. I yeah. mean, you I can mean, go out. You. 
I mean, it's Tanner Bank, basically, over there. It's all you want. The little boats, there is a couple little boats, but, I mean, that's a dangerous run. You know, what is it? Like, I think, like, over 90 miles. Yeah, right. You know, it's 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 definitely, you go, it's definitely for the bigger group boats and stuff that hold more fuel and all this stuff. And the guys that go out there on their parkers and center consoles and stuff that I am I give them all props. I mean, I'd be nervous to go out there. And I had an uh, an incident at, you know, a while back that I fell over. And the boat kept going. What the hell? Yeah. When was this? That was two years ago, I think. Yeah. What happened? Uh, we were out on Tanner. No, we were out uh, coming back from sword fishing in December, and it was nighttime. Yeah. And oh shit. Yeah, we're on a. Pardon my language. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, we're on a thirteen foot Boston whaler, and coming in from sword fishing at night, and it was a big swell, and we we're going and. Uh, so a 13 foot, the guy that was with you didn't see you go over? Oh, he fell over too. We both did. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, and the boat had an automatic shutoff or no? Did it well, keep going? That's the thing. You know how we are. We're us fishermen. We get kind of cocky. Yeah. And we're like, we know the ocean. And right. you know me, I've been doing it since I was born. Yeah, right. You know, from my dad. And I stuff. remember. Yeah. yeah. So, Your dad is Sean Morgan, who's yeah. run sport boats for years. Yeah, out of here. exactly. So where is he, that bum? He's at home now. I he's know. Home. I'm tired. Yeah, exactly. He just got off that. a Marlin tournament. What a wimp. Exactly. Yeah. So but go ahead. Um, yeah, it was December coming around nighttime, and we're coming in to Newport, and we're about, I'd say, eight miles or so. And the steering cable snapped. And my buddy flew over first. The boat did a ninety instantly, like like that. And when it when it flipped like that, like it it turned on it us. Dug in. It dug in. He flew over once, and when I was flying over, all I remember is me grabbing the throttles and pulled back as much as I can. And it was doing about two to three knots. And I was like, look, and I'm like, and I'm in winter gear. I have three jackets on, jeans, and my deck boots and stuff. You caught up to the boat, Simon? Well, no. So this is what happened. So I was sinking. I was drowning, basically. I had water You're coming in. You kicking all your stuff kick, off. I was trying to get everything off. Yeah. Everything suction cupped to me. So I couldn't get anything off except my boots and my pants. And so I'm swimming. I'm choking on water. He's. I look back at him. He's choking on water, but he does the thing Jeez. with his jacket and makes a life jacket, kind of. And I'm trying to rip mine off. And I'm like, I can't do it. So whatever. So I'm looking at the. Were boat. you like resigned to? Oh no, I was. You're not giving was, up. No, I'm not it? giving up. I was thinking. Yeah. I was. What was running through my mind was like, okay, I'm making sure he's not knocked out by yeah. hitting the water wrong. Yeah. And making sure, with all of our stuff, we got to make sure we're both, you know, calm. But that's not you. When you're in, in that situation, I wasn't calm. I right. was screaming, cussing, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> that would you know, be me. Yeah, I didn't know, <laughs> exactly. I yeah. didn't know what was really going on, and so. I see the boat. It was like a mile and a half or so slowly turning around. And I'm like, okay, look, I'm like, you need to swim that way. Wait, the boat went a mile and a half. In yeah. The, your boat with yeah. nobody in it. Nobody in it because it's going so slow. It's, and, it's barely turning. Did you have a life jacket? Oh no, we don't have no, it's just like this. Just our, all our winter gear on our wow. fishing gear on and slowly coming. I'm looking at it. I tell my buddy, I says, you need to swim that way. I'm going to swim this way. And we're going. I'm like, you need to grab that boat, and you need to kick as hard as you can. I'm like, I'll do the same thing. But so I'm the like, boat turns around, literally comes back, coming at you. right back. Talk at about us. like, yeah, somebody's watching over for us. I guess. Yeah, you'd so have been dead if that didn't happen. One hundred percent. You yeah. have the water was fifty something degrees. Yeah, right. You know, December and, exactly, right. and it was cold. The wind was blowing at nighttime, and me, I'm a big guy. My buddy's a big guy. We can't swim no ten miles, you know, right. six miles or whatever. Right. Even if five miles. 
You yeah, can't no. just, you know, with the currents and stuff. Right. And so he caught it, He but he was too weak to pull himself up. So I says, okay, you need to stretch out as far as you can and pick me. Like, cause now the boat's doing a different angle. So I'm digging water. I'm swallowing water. I'm coughing and stuff. Oh my. Yeah. It's just straight a mess going on. And he finally reaches out. He grabs me. I grab him and I pull myself up and I'm shaking, pull the throttles back. I lift him up. I says, dude, we're lucky. You know, lucky both, beyond lucky. Yeah. We both hug each other and says, you know, the, like, let's kind of, he's like, let's go back. Let's go, let's go, let's go home. I said, no, let's gather ourselves real quick and kind of think yeah. what we're doing. His radio let's doesn't start work. praying or something. Something. His, yeah. his VHF doesn't work. Nothing works. And I'm like, I'm on a boat with no VHF. No, nothing. This is number one rule. Go out with your supplies. Second thing, get clipped in. I mean, I know it's, you know, kind of weird. But you got to get clipped in. It's okay. just, you know, that's, I've learned it. I did that. You know, now I can tell you like, hey, it looks, you know, lame, but it, it helps. Do you clip in now? Every I clip time? in every time. I'll bet you do. Every time. Even if I'm running the little skiff that I have on the, on the uh, big yacht, I could be going around the harbor. I still clip in. I don't blame you. Because After just, that? Yeah. So I call, I had 2% on my phone. My phone went in the water and I remember I had 2%. I had three people I was going to call. I was going to call 911 or my captain or my dad. I was like, I don't know who to call right now. And uh, my buddy's like, hey, let's call Vessel Assist, see if we can get out and get him out here. We call him. We tell him our location three times, four times. No one showed up at all. And I'm like, this is great. Did you tell him that you'd fallen over oh, and yeah. all that crap? Too? Yeah, we oh, told him we, as fast as we can, yeah. as much as we can. Oh, yeah, because you got 2%. 2% yeah. yeah. So phone dies, and my buddy's like, now what? I says, well, you're going to be on the throttles, and I'm going to – Grab the engine and the outboard and steer it by hand. I'm like, don't go, don't go fast, go slow, because I can't, you know. Yeah, right. It's gonna, you know, keep doing it. Right. So it took us, I'd say, four hours to go eight miles. To go eight miles into the harbor. We're going to Newport Beach. Oh my god. Then you have another two hours basically to get all the way to the dunes back there in the back bay. It took another two. Yeah. And Jeez. by now we're toes are turning purple almost. And, and you're it's exhausted. Just exhausted, freezing. Just at least I had the engine to keep warm, and I told him I said, yeah, "Let's switch off," because I'm like, "That's good. You're cold. I'm cold. This engine's gonna has a little warmth that we can keep it." He's all right. So we, you know, did that. We got in, put the boat on the trailer, turned on the heater. We we're just down in our basically our underwear. Drove home in our underwear, basically. Just I just can't wait to see what you know. a sight. Yeah, exactly. What are people <laughs> on the freeway and stuff looking at these two guys? Just no shirt, no nothing, just in their underwear. And we get home, and his mom just heated. She doesn't know what's going on, you know, and I'm like trying to stay calm and just tell her like, hey, this is what happened. What, she was freaking out? Yeah, she's freaking out. Because you walked in in your underwear or what? No, just because it was, it was late at night and, you know, usually we were in in by then. You know? Oh, okay. So yeah, you were so long overdue. All long, yeah. Way long overdue, yeah. you know, and then she sees us in her underwear, just wet, basically. Doesn't know <laughs> what's going on. So it's definitely a sight to see. But yeah, I'm uh, a... Rudy, what are the odds that the freaking boat would turn around and head for you guys. Yeah. I trust me, I know there's someone I never heard this story. My God, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh I called a couple of people that night and they told me the next day I heard it in your voice that like you were definitely scared and pretty unbelievable, Steve. This is like right up there with Desiree almost. And not quite, but the fact that the boat turned around blows me away. Unbelievable. Yeah. Dude. It's it it was definitely a crazy time. Like uh Somebody was watching over me, you know, and, 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 well, us, I should say, you know, there's something there. 
And did, then, were uh, this is a silly question, but I'm going to ask you. Yeah. Anyway. Were you religious before that time, and did you become religious after, or or not? No, I'm still kind of on the end of it. Not really. It's okay. Just, but, you know, it's just luck. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, I don't have like I've never seen anything really like you know speak out to me and yet yeah but that definitely opened my eyes more to look into it yeah you know and i'm still young we're enough where like still don't know where to lean you're a little open exactly yeah Yeah. agnostic you're not sure right yeah Yeah. so that's where i'm at on that but i'm definitely grateful to be here yeah no kidding i mean i used all my nine lives on the ocean already (laughs) i mean there's i can go on stories down mexico and loretto and uh and mag bay i had wide open uh dorado bite and I get this one guy had a, a double hook on his jig. And I says, I don't do double hooks because working on sport boats, I see there's one hook for the fish, one hook for you. Yeah, right. And he didn't believe me. I says, okay, whatever. You know, we argued about it. I says, I'm put it in. I'm like, I'll, I'll just put it in for now. Puts it in. Here comes a school of, of Dorado. Every rod, six rods bit. And I'm like, oh, great. So I get it. I gaff his. Dorado comes off the hook. The hook is 10-aught hook. Goes through here. Oh, that's a nice comes big out one. Here. Ouch. Yeah, that was... That the was barb a, came out? Oh, no. We oh. had to push it through. Ouch. And as my captain on board, no bolt cutters on the boat. Oh, my God. I said, you got to be kidding me. I'm like, this is just my luck. You so know? they push it through, and then what? You don't have bolt cutters. Yeah. Huh? Well, I had to get a... We told him to get a razor knife, you know, cut it a yeah. little bit so it can come out easy. Right. And then we're, I'm like, okay, there's got to be a sport boat somewhere around here. And, and it was the XL. He was around and I, you know, we call, I say, call him on the radio, dude. I'm like, I need to get this thing out of me now. Yeah. And my arms cramped up, curled up like this. I says, dude, you got to call him on the radio. He has bolt cutters. He has everything. They're all the tools they we need right now. Yeah. So he calls them. They says, yeah, come on over. So we uh, go to their uh, bow or stern to bow. They pass it. If people are videotaping me. I'm just like sitting there, just in pain. I'm like, oh my, just trying. Do you to remember who my was face. running the boat? Was it I Justin? Don't, yeah, I okay. don't remember who. Yeah, um, but they were. I still to this day I haven't seen them. Um, but I mean, if they're listening, dude, appreciate much appreciated. That's what it's about to be on the ocean. Is just like the brotherhood. The brotherhood out there. You know, yeah. you're out in Mexico. You're on your own. You're literally on your own. You know, if something happens. You don't have Coast Guard. You can maybe call the Navy, but that's you know not really going to happen. Right. So you basically on, you got to figure it out. You got to figure out yourself or look for, you know, a partner that's out there. And Mag Bay is like, you know, on the Ridge and stuff, there's usually a couple boats around, right. It was around, um, October. Yeah. Yeah, That's the time when they're down. Exactly. So So they were out there and I'm like, Hey dude, got it hooked in my arm. You got some bolt cutters and you know, So did they give you the bolt cutters or did they do? Oh no, no. They, they brought them over. They gave it to us. And then some, uh, passengers says here, take some, I don't know what they were, some pills. And I was like, okay, you know, took what it. are they? I don't know. Yeah, just take them. Yes, you know, yeah. and I was like, okay, cool. Just took them and um definitely had no pain for a while. Put me to sleep fast. You know, that reminds me, and we'll go back to your side. Yeah. But uh, when I was sick in China one time, a Chinese teacher gave me 15 pills. Oh god. And I go, well, and I go, what what do I and she goes, take them all. And I yeah. go, take them all? And yeah. she goes, Yeah, take them all. So I go back to my apartment, and there was a guy who was a rugby player mm-hmm. from uh from Australia. And I go, Hey, Pat, she gave me like 15 pills. He goes, yeah, you know what I normally do? I just take them and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> like, I took them. Yeah. I got over my goal, but exactly. yeah, I mean, you're in pain. Yeah. You're desperate, right? Were you yeah. in a lot of pain? Oh yeah. I mean, the thing was, is your, your arm, it tense up. It's got everything going and every little movement 
you feel through your whole body. Ouch. Every movement. And you just don't know what's you're like, you know, it's just crazy stuff like that. And then, you know, I got stories for days. Like I was in keep going. Yeah. Right? I'd like to hear a couple more, man. You're, I was in who needs your dad? Oh, yeah. Every year, <laughs> every year so far, I end up in the hospital nice. in Mexico. Yeah, I keep it going, you know. You got a streak going. Yeah. Yeah. Is it just one time a year? It's one time a year. Okay. Have so you been in this year? No, I haven't been down yet. I leave in uh what's it? Three weeks. All right. Well, we can do a pool with everybody out. Yeah. Everybody want to throw 10 bucks in? Exactly. Every year so far. Get the date when you end up in the hospital. Exactly. So, like, hey, we can plan it. You can go to the hospital. We'll split it. All right. That's what I'm saying. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. What's uh, another time? Another one was in Puerto Vallarta. We're playing bocce ball on the beach. And we had a couple cocktails in us. And we're playing bocce ball. And this this plant was in in the sand. And one of the captains from another boat goes, I wouldn't step on that, are you? And I was like, dude, I already did on accident. Wasn't paying attention. He's like, dude, that's poisonous. I'm like, no, it's not. I'm like, he's messing. Yeah, plant. Yeah. And he's like, I'm like, he's messed with me. It's no way. I'm and like, it's right where you're playing. Yeah, right where I'm playing. Yeah. So I was like, whatever, you know, brush it off. Well, we went on a fishing trip. It was a week-long fishing trip. And my bottom of my foot, oh, yeah, started turning red and started like. Swelling up? No, no, started eating it. Oh, it's like Something, a flesh-eating bacteria yeah. thing? So I tell him, I said, dude, I look at my cat and I says, dude, my, my foot, there's something in there we need to get out. So I'm digging in it, digging in and digging in it. With what? Everything you can think of. Like, Fishing hooks, just needle noses, anything in there. And I'm like this. This is probably a bad idea. Straight infection going. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the, the thing's not going to kill you, but the infection Exactly. <laughs> so we finally get in and I'm like, I got to go to the hospital. So I'm limping to the hospital. It's walking distance. And... Um, Lady looks at me. She goes, "Oh, you got uh, blah blah blah." Did they know what it was? Oh yeah, they knew what it was. Yeah, they see it all the time because the tourists and all this stuff do it. And they're like, "What?" She's like, "What? What were you doing? Why? Why is it like this?" I'm like, "Oh, I was digging in it. I like had to get it out." She's like, "There's nothing in there. It's just, it's just the venom and stuff or whatever it is, the poison." And I'm like, "Oh, great. Yeah." So I, they cut it open. I'm like, "Man, they're gonna do stitches in here." I'm like, "This is gonna be great. This, I need to be on my feet." You know. She just gives me some some medicine and it healed up. It's but it ate you know like a quarter size hole in my bottom of my foot. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Oh yeah, it's, <laughs> that's good stuff. Yeah. Then like last year, I had uh, gastritis. They I got gastritis. We're doing a tuna tournament. My stomach was hurting. I'm like, man, I, it was bad pain. I'm like, dude, I don't know what's going on. And I go to the doc the hospital for that. They get a lot of that down there. Oh yeah. yeah, it's because of the spicy food and the alcohol. Right. You know, and yeah. I'm like. Jesus, I just need to slow down a little bit on everything. Really? So, really, yeah, my wife gets that a lot. What your your dad used to call Ruth? I forget what he used to call. I forget what he used to call her, and he could never get her name right. He called her like Juanita or something. Yeah, I yeah, forget. yeah. So, all right, hey, let's go back. You got great stories, man. Oh, yeah. I love this. So, can people join you, Dan? I mean, do you, are you on a boat that people can charter, or I'm private a private owned. guy? Yeah, private okay. own. Your dad, my dad charters. does. Uh, do you know anything about his? I like, know a little bit. The boat's called Wild and Sack. Yeah, it's a '65 Hatteras, I believe. Right. Uh, he's down in Cabo right now. I don't know where his next destination will be. So he moves around. He moves around, but you could charter him out. I don't know. I think it's from. Um, I want to say seven grand a day or something like that. Yeah. And that includes, you know, your tackle, the alcohol, drinks, food, all that stuff. Everything's yeah. included, I believe. Um, and it's for day rate. Yeah. And you go out there, whatever you want. 
he actually wants me to book it for him. So he told me, because I had a guy ask, and I think he said, I think you can do hourly mm -hmm. minimum of three or four. I think it was four, mm -hmm. 500 bucks an hour. So if you wanted to go for four hours, yeah. you go two grand. Yeah. I mean, I would go definitely in Cabo, especially from October, like September, October, November is just like incredible fishing Steve, down there. You got uh, extra seven grand kicking around. You yeah. You can go down there. Huh? We got this blue perch fisherman asking if you have any squid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, oh, Philip, he's an expert uh, blue perch guy. Yeah, exactly. Well, you get, everyone knows on all my hashtags and stuff on Facebook and Instagram and everything else is hashtag got any squid, you know, hashtag open her up, son, and hashtag yacht life. But that's why everyone always sees me, hey, you got any squid? And I'm like, yeah, I did all the time. That's funny. That's funny. All right, Philip, it's good to see you checking in with us. It was good to see. He was at some professional bull riding thing. So let's go back to this tuna yeah. on Tanner Bank today. Yeah. Um, if you were going to uh, give a tip to people, private boaters, yeah. are they looking for foamers? Or are they all sonar marks? Or there what is it? Literally nothing out there. You You're, don't see anything. You don't see anything. You're looking for sonar marks okay use sonar marks you stop put out a flyer and we got bit right You're driving around with a blue screen looking for red marks exactly well yeah. like the thing was is we we're in the spot there's a couple birds here and there and for the past two weeks i think it was they've been there they've been yeah. biting there yeah and so we go there and we put out this uh, pl uh planer bar and that's what the new thing is right now it's everyone's buying these planer bars so i'm like you know i've caught a couple fish on it you're trolling with that? Trolling with yeah. it. And you put it, you know, far where you can barely see, where you need binoculars to see it. You're kidding me. Oh, yeah. I got it. Wow. I got one of our uh, Bisbee's tuna reels or 180s, 180 wide out there as far as we can, half the spool. Wow. And it's you troll one at a time? I or? just troll two. Yeah. But people troll one, two, three. I heard guys troll five. Wow. So you put it on their outriggers and all kinds of stuff. That's yeah. just too much for me. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, we were going to put it out, and I says, you know what? Let's not put this out. It's just chaos. Let's just put out a dead flyer. So I'm rigging up. I rigged up like five dead flyers real quick, put it out there, and probably five minutes, we're bit. I'm like, okay, let's put out another one because I have two rods ready to go. I said, let's put out another one. Another three minutes, we're bit. We're hanging doubles right now. I'm like, okay, that's good. I'm like, let's, let's get them in. Let's get one in, you know, at least let's focus on one. And these guys aren't big fishermen, but – we show them for sure how to fish and how to, you know, wind these things in. And, you know, they want rod belts and stuff. And I got straight rail rods. I said, put it on the rail. Right. Just sit there and rail it. You know, you, it's, you'll get them in, like, relax. You don't need to be Mr. Macho and pull it and be like, yeah, look at me. No, put it on the rail and easy, nice and easy. Relax. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're going to get it in. And so we get it in and I break one gaff and I'm like, okay, there's one gaff broken. Yeah. And so because the thing just you gaff and thing just goes shoots off and i'm like trying to hold on to it so that happens but basically you're just looking for sonar marks and birds and you want to look for the sheer waters they're the little black ones yeah we call them shit pickers yeah look for those usually that's we call them like a tuna bird too you know but that's what it is is what's the behavior you're looking for from they're them? low Are on they the water in the water yeah they're, they're low flying. in the water and just doing big circles okay you know or ovals yeah and that's what i've noticed i mean i could be wrong you know who knows but that's what I've noticed is them doing that. And then you just put it out there. I mean, they were eating literally everything we've saw. I've seen probably 30 live flyers fly into a batch of like kind of breezers. Yeah. And then just get annihilated. And I'm like, man, 
I would hate to be a, a uh, fly fish right now. You know, you're I'd just be, dead, right? Yeah, in the ocean right now, I'd hate to be one. Really? Your, your lifespan is not very long. Yeah, not long at all. <laughs> I mean, you go off the island, you're out there, you're 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 gone. But um, yeah, it's definitely those tuna. Every each one I flayed had nothing in them. It's kind of weird, but um, we were fighting one at night, and uh, this was last week. We were fighting one at night, and I had a full float going on. Full squid float. No way. Yep. It was Where? Out there on Tanner Bank. Oh, wow. Just a little off the edge of it. But um, with just with the underwater lights on, full float going. I mean, I could have got the brill in and started scooping Jeez. them if I wanted to. And I was Something. like, it was amazing. So I Full of life out there. Full life. Yeah. Little tiny, tiny bait. <clears throat> um, And then just squid and stuff. But it was definitely all you want out there. Like, it was it was a lot. I was impressed. And you are going, oh, you're hanging around for a little bit longer, right? Just Yeah, for two more weeks, three are more Are you going to fish that again? Um, If my boss wants to, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to go to Florida to with some buddies. Yeah. Go hunt some alligators and stuff down oh, yeah, there. When? Yeah, Um, This week on the 16th. Hopefully. Oh, shoot. I don't know where Patrick's. Patrick's going on Monday. Okay. So maybe yeah. you guys could talk and exactly. come yeah. in Florida. Yeah. So. Him and Robin Osborne, a friend of mine, are going. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm trying to do, but I don't know if it's going to happen. My buddies, that's lives down there he's on a trip right now so i gotta wait till he gets in and yeah yeah i gotta ask permission you know from the boss and see if we can go if not then i'm just getting the boat ready for mexico getting oh. ready for the bisbees are you in the bisbees yeah we're in the little bisbees and the big bisbees oh wow so with your boss or who? yeah with the boss yeah on our the boat i'm on this year is going to be an intense year for sure this year is going to be up i'm thinking 10 million wow yeah because last year the money rolled over. Oh, it did. It did because no one caught anything. So the people that wanted it to roll over for this year said yes. The guys that didn't got their money back. I oh, heard. Oh, cool. So, but I heard a lot of people said roll it over. Oh, nice. They're you know they they're all gamblers, and that's what it's about. It's just like you know this you know ten million dollar fish and stuff. I mean, it's intense trying to catch a three hundred uh, black marlin. You know, blue or black marlin. It's definitely entertaining. Is your dad in it? Um, I'm not sure if he's in it or not. You could charter his boat out though if you want. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So call me up if you want. Yeah, Six, exactly. Five, seven, two, two, seven, six, four, five, nine. Um, that's great. And you know who else is in it? Bobby uh Lee now. Is he? Uh, yeah, because uh who sent me oh Dave Dodge. Okay. Dave sent me a message yesterday and saying, Hey, I'm gonna be in the Bisbees. I'm so stoked fishing with Bobby, who's been on our show before. Do you know Both what boat or no? Have. No, but he said they're going to give us daily reports, so we'll be getting that on Freeman Adventures. Okay, can we, make, can we get them from you too? Yeah, I mean, find some way to do it. Yeah, I do. Um, are you on WhatsApp? I, that's all I use be. down there. Okay, WhatsApp perfect. is the number one thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's like number one thing. But I mean, it's definitely interesting. Yeah, jeez. And right now, just trying to get all the gear ready is just overwhelming. I love it because this is what I, I love: marlin fishing. Yeah, that's what's one of the things I just love to do. And I love marlin fishing too. A lot of guys up here will say, eh, you know, freaking carp, and yeah, they they put them down. Yeah, they're bitching fish. Oh, their fight is beautiful. Yeah, they're, they're, when they lit up, when they're all oh you know, my god, purple. when they come and chase the jigs and they're exactly. all fluorescent. I love seeing that. That's one thing, and that's they so cool. they fight everything. Yeah, I mean, you what's can, not to like? You can get a tuna. They sit there and go like this. Okay, big circles. A marlin, you're chasing down, you're backing down, you're getting wet, you're fighting the thing, you're yeah. getting pumped up. I'm a, I agree. You got people yelling at you, screaming at you, you know, and then when you get a big one on, you know, you're that's when it really kicks in. When you're leader, you know, a 300 pounder, your heart's pumping. You don't know what's going to do. You don't know how to react. You hopefully your captain knows how to drive the boat because you don't want that thing coming in 
And if it's a mean one, you you're not going to hold on to it. Some guys think, oh, I'm Mr. Macho. You're going to hold on right. to this thing. No, no, no. You let that thing just do its thing. You know, I've done it. I've tried and I just get my butt worked. Right. Exactly. I mean, I look like a little sissy, you know, just, just getting wrapped around and stuff. And you have that leader that's, you know, hanging around your neck and then your hands. And if you do it wrong, you're, you know, your, your hands coming off, something's getting cut off with the line and stuff. Boats going one way, fish going the other way, you know? So it's like that. And then catching bait and stuff is the fun stuff is like, People, I mean, I had guys, first timers last year come on our boat and they, they know fishing. He, he helped me and, uh, just making bait. You have about 50 boats, probably as close as you and I, and these multi-million dollar yachts. And that's just like, I'm brailing bait. I'm brailing bait in people's cockpits. And my buddy's <laughs> looking at me and he's like, looking at my captain, looking at me. He's like, dude, there's a boat here. There's a boat there. We're like, yeah, dude, just relax. Just focus on catching bait right now. Right. Catch that yellowfin or, you know, catch the tuna that we need to use for bait, for right. live baiting. So you're using yellowfin tuna for use, bait? If you can catch yellowfin, you that's the best thing to do. Yellowfin, you're trying to catch um, skipjack. The bonita, they don't really work. They Dorado. usually die. If We tried Dorado. Yeah. It just They're too wild. Yeah. You know, they just jump and get crazy. Yeah, but yeah. one thing I tried last year was a uh, ladyfish. Uh-huh. And they're about this big, you know. Yeah big yellow eye on them and we put it down on the downrigger and we got whacked but nothing happened like nothing got you know we didn't get them right so could have been a shark yeah it could have been something yeah. you know but it's definitely i heard ladyfish is like candy for them so i was like let's try it why not you know try something right right so but yeah last year was just that year that no one caught anything yeah you know so, well I, I i wish you the best of luck in that man if you were to win that thing that would be so freaking oh awesome. yeah yeah my head would you gotta be come right back here sure. and give us another podcast oh man. yeah for sure yeah i'd see what i could do i know um i just yeah i can't even think about it you know it's it's just to win that it's just like a dream come true absolutely you know it's world known and there's people all around the world absolutely uh should I cover the rest of this stuff or is this going too long or what? Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm going to thank you. Yeah. I don't know. You. Do you want to sit here while I cover some stuff or you want to get out? Oh, of no. It? I'll watch it on the way home or something. Okay. Yeah. Rudy, it was so good to see you. All right. And yeah. I saw you, like I said, at the Orange County Fair and yeah. now to have you come and be part of the show. Yeah. Make sure you kick your dad in the butt and tell I him he should have been here. For sure. Yeah. I'll yeah. tell him definitely to, I don't know what he's doing. Maybe he'll come in later. Fabulous stories. <laughs> yeah. Awesome stuff. And yeah. Thank you for having you. me on here, Phil. And I, uh, Hopefully, uh, we'll see you before I leave again. You got it, Rudy. All right. You guys All right, have Rudy Morgan, everybody. That was awesome, Steve. You got to admit, man, that was awesome. All right. I'm going to wrap this up kind of quickly. Oh, yes. I'm going to wrap this up kind of quickly. But I do want to pay a little bit of attention to my trip to Baja. I had an incredible 72 hours where I was on the Freedom, got off of there about 10 at night. The next morning, I was fishing Playa Saldamondo, just short of Ensenada. Great fishing on big barred perch. You can see that video. And catch up that way. It is awesome. George Saldamondo, who owns that stretch of Baja, is a dear friend of mine. He's a great guy. And, man, I'll tell you, the Lucky Crab Lure is produced really well. And then Mike Diaz, Scorpion Sport Fishing out of Ensenada. Mike, can't thank you enough for your efforts and a great day off fishing again with Martin Padilla. We had Dorado on the Kelps and Small Yellowtail. But Mike works his tail off. And Scorpion Sport Fishing, I'll tell you, we put a video up there. His phone number's on the video. You can reach Mike, and I highly recommend you do that. 
And a guy by the name of Arnie was playing deckhand, but he's got his own ponga down. It's actually a center council. And Arnie was just great also. Arnie, saying hello to you. You said you're going to have about 15 guys watching in Ensenada. So I want to say thank you to you. And Arnie says that December is a great month to be down there at Tolos Santos Island, just about 10 miles from Ensenada to Yo-Yo for big yellowtail. So that also looking really, really good. Well, I'll tell you, it's been a great time with you. I should mention we also stayed hotel and a lovely stay at the Legend. Once again, I got to see the owner of the hotel, Senor Hugo Torres. He was sitting in the same spot that he's been sitting for decades at about 7 o'clock in the morning having breakfast. And I was walking by and went in and said hello to him. And it's always good to see him. And I saw uh, Zenobio and all the bellhops there. So many people. One more thing. La Huerita restaurant. Uh, we dine there and it's the best seafood in Rosarito. And Tony Lozano, who's also a dear friend of mine who owns La Huerita, just opened a place over there by the Rosarito Beach Hotel behind El Nido. And it's called Rock Lobster. Same menu, but it's just more centrally located for you. All right, Steve, I'll tell you, it has been lovely to, con to do our first podcast with you. Mike Morrison was great. That story with Rudy falling overboard is another one I will never forget. And the guy just got in with 10 blue vin tuna over 200 pounds. Our next two trips, Friedman Adventures, plenty of room on the Malahini, September the 23rd. You book online with Malahini Sport Fishing. And then the Amigo, maybe one spot open, maybe two spots open. That's September 29th, a two-day trip, and you heard how good fishing was. All right, for Steve and for uh, Alex, the intern, we want to thank you all for joining us here today. Remember, you can follow Freeman Adventures on Facebook and Instagram. Make sure you check out that Perch video, that Freedom video, and the offshore video that we had with Mike Diaz. For all of us here at Freedman Adventures, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. Thank you, everybody.